0: following messages being transmitted at the request of the boundless pod trap movie review and the guys of the bpt what you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies if you don't want to hear these spoilers please disengage your listening device at this time if you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time stay tuned for a movie review that only
1: the guys at the boundless pod trap can give you
2: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves
3: a treat. Welcome, everyone, to the BPT Movie Podcast Review. This is episode four, zero zero four. Huh?
2: Lonnie's deaf
3: because uh, our intro is super loud, and that's pure sound on purpose to get your attention, to make you think that there's a missing child. But (laughs) he said there's just gonna be three guys, except tonight there's four of us. We have our first guest, officially a 4G. Our BPT movie review, Uh, a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of Justin's. We, we, He's going to be a good out. friend of Lonnie's, oh. I guess. We're going to transcend. Nice. He'll show this, you his ass. This, this gentleman has, I'll show
1: you my ass anytime.
3: This gentleman has been in almost as many of my movies as Justin has. Maybe,
1: maybe you are. Same. Well, it's either me or Justin in your movies or both. Yeah. yeah.
3: So uh, we got John Marshall here. i good. Well, that's our episode. Uh, thanks, for <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, was it? Yeah, so, yeah, we got... Yeah, at least I kind got of applause. John, I would say that you were quite the movie uh, enthusiast. I don't know if that's the word I want to look, but yeah. I, before the pandemic, I mean, you were seeing how many movies at the movie theater a week? I mean,
1: every Thursday we would go and watch the new releases that came out. I think when we looked at my movie pass or A-list, you know, it was averaging three... Two or three movies a week, so
3: uh, you see you see a lot of movies, and even when you're at home, you watch a lot of movies. So, uh, you yeah, more re- of a movie guy for sure. <laughs> you kind of reached out once you heard our first podcast and said, "Hey, is there any chance I could be on?" And yeah, uh, here you
2: are. And he, like, it only took him three fuck no's to say please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm John, wearing
1: you down, John.
2: John and, well,
0: he went out of his way to buy some knee pads, so <laughs> yeah. he, I he told totally me I got chapsticks to. and knee pads. <laughs> so,
3: uh, but yeah, John, like Justin, was one of the main four characters in unemployed comedy movie that I wrote that's where I know you from
1: Uh, that's like uh, yeah I'm the one that never had clothes on apparently do you guys
3: realize that was four years ago that we it is
1: ridiculous
3: that's yeah I was, it seems like just yesterday John was closing a door with his ass
1: <laughs> Improv by the way One yeah. take I just, I just want to watch put that out with my, there
0: It's my little girls too And my oldest laughed at that man. Nice
1: <laughs> At least I can entertain How old is she now? Four? Oh, five Five? five. All right. I'm she moving up in the world <laughs> I'm entertaining five year olds <laughs>
0: Demographics
3: <laughs> change We are gonna get shut down quick You'll <laughs> <laughs> you'll need to register here soon with me <laughs> Again? Uh, we are and definitely explain- going to We were just talking before we started recording We're gonna have John on our other podcast podcast uh so we can talk and uh, reminisce of stories because we got a lot of them from not only unemployed but other movies we've done together and john and i we go way back yeah almost 25 years now. you guys used to date? Is it really yeah. 25 years ago my 97 first, my first memory of you was giving oh, yourself God, a stunner every on... time he's gotta tell everybody this story <laughs> my first memory of him was him giving himself a stunner <laughs> on my trampoline in my backyard my favorite memory and it was of him. awesome giving
2: himself a yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: he basically pretended like he got kicked in the gut and then he jumped up and landed on his knees and flew was, back and I'm like I was testing oh, the yes. I was like what an idiot and now here he is sitting <laughs> four feet from me
0: my favorite memory of him is you even live together in your chair yeah. looking over some of your
1: content Oh God! <laughs> we'll save that for That'll that. The other one. For that's, the other that's one. not for a movie review. No, so, th- nobody. <laughs> but no, uh, nobody wants to hear that. We had
3: uh, John here pick uh, his movie, and yeah, he chose the 2004 movie, The Terminal, starring Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, and Stanley
1: Tucci can't forget
2: him. Yeah, yeah.
3: can't forget. He's an incredible character. Directed well, in by the, Steven Spielberg, well, who is at my work today.
2: Besides Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones, like zoe Sandina, i
3: a, yeah Saldana. i, I do so, thank
2: you <laughs> she does not <laughs>
3: age by the way no and oh she's my, gorgeous yeah, and she's absolutely she
2: gorgeous but she's probably besides hanks the most well-known person on this cast like yeah. critically like she's yeah i think some people wins. might
1: recognize she mcbride if you have known like uh if you've seen waiting or boston public if you guys remember that show I remember it. I is, don't think I've ever watched it. No,
3: I don't think I ever watched it. He was like the
1: principal, I believe, in that one. But really? Really? I mean, he's he's one of those guys you see and you're like, oh, that guy. The guy who played.
0: <laughs> what One thing I did notice about this was with Zoe and the dude who played Enrique is like, they're one of the first people who. Diego? Yeah. 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 Diego. Yeah. He's they're so one pretty. of
2: the first people who <laughs>
0: kind of like intertwined star trek and star wars as a romantic
1: oh i didn't even catch that and they both were in star trek and star wars too which is pretty cool interesting Wait, well, she wasn't in or he was she's in star trek yeah and he's in. that's what and i was he's saying in star wars yeah that's okay i thought, yeah. so, I thought you meant using that because that's one of their main right. likes in the movie right. together yeah. well before we get into the movie yeah <laughs> let's
3: read the synopsis here first uh i'll read it here Uh, So, when Victor Noworski, an Eastern European tourist, arrives at JFK in New York, war breaks out in his country and he finds himself caught up in international politics. Because of the war, the Department of Homeland Security won't let him enter or exit the United States. He's trapped at JFK indefinitely. While living at the airport, Victor falls for a flight attendant. She may have feelings for him, too. But what good is love if Victor can't leave the terminal? Oh, that's why they call it that. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, not know it. when you first gave me a copy of The Terminal.
1: By the way, that was like eleven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I I
3: never watched it, and I knew nothing about it. I Hell thought a I thought I thought Terminal romantic. meant like he had some kind of terminal illness, like, terminal ending. Yeah, I can see that. So, it was like, but, I can see that. Now before we get into the review, we're gonna go around the table and we are going to give our rating of this movie. It's a one through ten rating. One obviously means the movie sucked complete ass. Five means it was a movie. It was good. Decent. It was wasn't bad. It was decent. Middle three. And ten means this thing was extraordinary. And I guarantee you somebody probably at this table is gonna give it a ten because we always do because we're really good about giving. <laughs> We've given a 10. everything. I think only two things gotten yeah. tens. Two out of three so far have gotten yeah. tens. Passionate passionate, Darkly Noon got... And you wanted um, you wanted to. I did it not. Yes, I, you did. Shut your no, no, no. shit. I, <laughs> I, I you know not, that things could have not, changed. Did you not listen to it? Because I'm sure <laughs> you were the only one that probably listened to your fucking I was wet the whole time. Autobiography. <laughs> if, you, if you listen really close, you the mom can mom hear that. Oh I, I, li- I wasn't even listening and I was here. <laughs> I,
2: I think at one time yeah. during that, I was looking up desks on Walmart.com. <laughs> I was looking up
1: dicks. I used that to help me go to sleep the other day. Thanks, Justin.
3: I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So let's. Uh. We'll start with Lonnie. Then we'll go Justin. Me. And then we'll have John
2: give his. You know, uh, when I, I seen this movie. I think around when it first came out, like shortly after I got out of high school. It's not my genre of choice. I'm not a big rom com fan, but it's Tom Hanks, and he's he just has something that makes movies great. And it's got a great cast. Like we said, it takes you back to a fresh 9/11 world, where you you were almost scared to be alive mm-hmm. so uh, reliving that made you kind of appreciate the movie a little bit more so i think i'd give it a solid seven okay justin
0: kind of going off with that like knowing the technology that was happening around that time like you know pagers and et cetera. like you, you weren't necessarily glued to your phone so waiting for information to come to you it can be a little bit of a challenge for newer viewers i did really like it but the thing with this is it it when you put it on your shelf it just blends right into the shelf it is really good watching it but not something that you're like oh i want to watch this now so storyline solid the the random quirks and stuff here and there from supporting characters i like how it did kind of follow multiple storylines but i think i would give it about an 8.2
2: Okay.
3: eight point two. Wow,
2: that's very specific. Yeah, that's super specific. <laughs> I, I thought I we know. only did the point five. Something. Yeah, I didn't even. I, you're always with those fucking points. Something they matter. So I'm gonna eight eight get point mattered. movie. Eight point zero five six one two. I used to be like that though. Like not,
1: a, I I get it. You, like you don't I, use the pi system. To finally, like, ju- <laughs> do deci- decimal? I had to finally just be like, okay, dude, the solid numbers are the halves because I get too picky. You know. Anyway, so if I so. do, I round up or down. It's closer to eight. It's closer to eight. We're gonna go the eight point two. I'll right, take the.
0: Eight. We'll just go
3: five. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tom, like I said before, Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors. This movie, bad wise, I think that it was a little long. I didn't care for the ending that much. I think everything else in the movie was great, but the ending I thought was kind of like they could have been more to it. Right. I have a whole thing about that later. Do we'll you? get into okay. yeah. So I'm kind
1: of glad you said that.
3: I am not a fan of actors, well known actors using. Accents and I, at times, I felt felt Tom (laughs) Hanks' accent was very distracting and very annoying. But on the flip side, I thought it was a fun movie. I like the fact that it takes place in one location, and I'll get into it here in a little bit about the location story. And it's one of those movies that I feel like I could watch again. And again, not like all the time, but I think it's a it's a movie that makes you feel good and it kinda it, it just has a fun vibe. So with that being said, I am gonna give it a solid seven. So we got a seven, eight point two five three six
1: and a seven. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now let's hear what John thinks.
1: Okay, so I first saw this movie, TBS used to play it like constantly. You know how Turner channels kind of get with one movie they'll play like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this and the first time I enjoyed it. You know i'm kind of on the same lines as you guys you know this and that it was about a seven but the more i watched this movie and this is a movie i watch it's probably in the top five of the amount of times i've watched this movie because i can just throw it on whenever it's like like you said earlier lonnie it's a it's a feel-good kind of movie and so the more and more i watch it i'm kind of a a dick when it comes to movies because i've only given seven movies just movies ever yeah right (laughs) we'll get into that in the like next podcast (laughs) i've only ever given seven movies 10 out of 10 but this is one of them to me you counted them yes i actually have (laughs) (laughs) them i actually have a (laughs) finger slipped (laughs) an imdb page (laughs) that has my top 50 movies but this is it's actually the second highest tom Hanks. but considering who's behind it steven spielberg and tom hanks and captain zeta jones and stanley tucci This is probably one of the most underrated movies, which is why I wanted to talk about it today, because I want more people to see it. I've never recommended this movie to somebody and have them come back and be like, oh, maybe that movie sucked. you know. But like I said, the more I watched this movie, the more it got higher and higher on my top 50 list. It's simple. It's fun. It's good. I mean, we'll pick it apart here in a minute, but it's just good. And I actually have a quote here real quick of why... Steven Spielberg wanted to do this movie. So it kind of piggybacks on what you were saying about the 9-11 thing. He wanted to do a movie that could make us laugh, cry, and feel good about the world. This is a time when we need to smile more. And Hollywood movies are supposed to do that for people in difficult times. And I feel like this movie did hit its mark. Yeah, exactly.
2: It took something that we wanted to be over. By 2004 we wanted to be back to our normal lives and that we're kind of living that now being in the pandemic but by 2004 we were ready we were we were starting to heal we wanted to be normal again and this movie kind of showed a little bit of that like wow we can start to be normal we can forget about being scared and and this movie had both angles of that. It especially it, with the setting being in an airport. Absolutely, you know, yeah. That's but, the
1: place of fear at that time. Yeah, so, right. absolutely.
2: But it kind of still showed you that with the drama of Tom Hanks's country, that the world can still go to shit. Right, and that's it's kind just of reflecting part it out, of like, life. Yeah,
0: here in America, we're kind of looking at our country as a place of crisis where it's also happening other places at all the time. Right. We're pretty selfish yeah. over
1: here in america I
0: don't if you kind of uh, just a little bit that's what other countries say about us anyways well i remember watching this in the theaters and remembering it because i don't think i've seen it since then right. but i think i remembered it differently i thought there was a little bit more seclusion i mean it, it, it had that it had that sense of desperation which i loved and you attached to his character kind of going off of what jeremy said i'm kind of against that like when certain actors try different accents and stuff. Yeah, he missed his mark a few times on here. Like, he kind of struggled finding a a translator, I'm sure, and his wife is Bulgarian, so he kind of had that Bulgarian accent. Yeah, his
1: stepdad. He based his character off of his uh, father-in-law, right? And
0: the dialect was kind of like Russian, Ukrainian, Macedonian, uh, Serbian. Like, it had different—it's supposed to be a fake language, Krakosian. but. I'm kind of for actors to try different things to take that challenge because that's what acting is when they're nowadays when the culture is trying to say, no, you have to put that person in the right part. It's like, well, they're not acting.
2: They're
3: just playing themselves then. I agree with that. But at the same time, this was like a <laughs> exaggerated accent and it was kind of like in your face. Yeah. It was annoying at times. And that not, not to where, like I said, it's not to where I like completely hated the movie and I dislike Tom Hanks. It's just like, I know one of your favorite movies is Inception. Yeah. And, Leonardo DiCaprio's accent. My favorite movie. Ever, I, I fucking can't stand his accent and and Leo has accents in like almost all of his movies. Leo doesn't really have an accent it's usually like a Yes it like does. It's not, no, not really. Jersey. No, I think I'm I'm thinking about uh, it. Like it's, like it's like an East Coast yeah. accent. He, was, he has he, an accent in every movie that he plays. He does have a lot, me.
1: yeah. Like the departed and stuff. He has accents. But... I do
3: like my favorite Leo movie is actually another Tom Hanks Steven Spielberg movie. Catch, Catch me if you can. can. I love that
1: movie And I feel So critics kind of shit on this When it first came out And I think it's because Their last outing Was only two years before this With Catch Me If You Can And that was so good And then you know He's also coming off Saving Private Ryan These guys you know So when they did something Simpler and feel good Critics were like Ah
2: what the fuck is this You Right But they like Munich For some reason Could be Maybe thinking it's a cash grab. Just yeah. something so, to put money in their pockets. Yeah. So
3: I will start off by saying this. W- um, real
2: quick, though. You Would son you, of a bitch. He thinks yeah. he owns this. Now, isn't he? <laughs> well, no, I want to. Do
1: you think that his accent was so jarring to you because you're just used to Tom Hanks Absolutely. talking as Tom Hanks? Absolutely. Because the more I, it, I felt that way at first, too. But the more I watch it, you don't even notice it. Like, yeah, yeah. You just, well, and, and
3: normally I try to watch it all the time. I, if I, try try not to, close, I try to watch movies for this twice, once, like. Right. Uh, a week, and then the next week I try to watch it, but I just with things going on in life, I only got to watch it once. Right. Uh, which I figured it was a Tom Hanks movie, and I only need to watch it once, and I'm gonna like right. it. But but yeah, no, I and that's exactly what it is. Is like I'm so used to him with not having an right. accent, just his that normal It's just like oh my god, yeah. I can't stand this.
0: I think they saved it though, because I mean like. It's a fictitious country, Crocosia. Sure. And how are you supposed to tell what is an authentic
3: Crocosian accent? I so, think it was just more so that it not the authenticity of it, more so just like I said, his how loud he was with it and exaggerated he was with it. I'm like, I don't know. for but it, it fits the character. I get it. Right. Confused.
1: Payless yeah. shoes, sensible heels. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but I was gonna say, are we done, Master? <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> So, so what I was getting No, <laughs> go ahead. I'm just joking. So Steven Spielberg, you know, he traveled all over to airports to try to find a location to film this at, but no airport was willing to give up that amount of time and stuff. Um, a, so he, created he, uh, they found a air hanger outside of LA or in LA and they built the set. And I don't, at the time I know it was, it, maybe it still is, but it was the biggest, interior set ever built and I mean to see, I watched the behind the scenes thing of it it is fucking crazy I mean anybody else watching it thought Whoa. they filmed this inside a real bigger than a Transformers set <laughs> at the time <laughs> but I don't know I've CGI. seen so, no, this,
1: it, it had fully functional equipment yeah, too
3: and they, they incorporated that spider cam that they use in the NFL because it's such high ceilings in this hangar and they got a lot of swooping shots and it was and, the first movie to do that mm-hmm. and that was to me one of the things too that gave it a higher ranking was the cinematography i love it was there was so much movement with the camera but it wasn't like disorienting or anything like that it was just everything flowed so well and like the different level like that borders how there's like three levels to the borders and they they use that borders and i mean just there were shots from down low going up uh, i Cinematography, all that stuff is amazing, and hats off to the guys that designed that set because to being a empty big ass hanger to that, amazing.
1: Yeah, it had uh to piggyback on that. It had three fully functional escalators. Most of the places like Burger King and Barrow and stuff like that, they had fully functional kitchen equipment too. Like that's just amazing to me. That you it did. is. I mean, they might as well have just opened it for business and make yeah, it, like exactly. another... it was also up there. to uh, <laughs> full earthquake construction yeah. codes too. Like Remember that's that. insane.
2: Yeah, they probably have to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. especially in LA. But uh, the studio went out and got you know like Hugo Boss and Burger King and Borders and stuff like that. But some people heard about it and they wanted us uh, borrow pay less. They were like, "Hey, can we pay to be in this movie?" Basically, and yeah, I mean, it was Steven
0: Spielberg
3: were... and Tom Hanks, same <laughs> attack.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I think this one's gonna no, be I don't a flop. Um, there's a, actually when you're talking about the spider cam and stuff. There's a great shot at like eleven minute, eleven and a half minutes. It just kind of shows the whole airport, and it's just like I paused it there a couple times because it's just like you said, it's a piece of work. It's art. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, and you have to think too, from a filmmaker's standpoint, that big of an area, the amount of fucking extras you have to have there. Because I, I mean, yeah, you absolutely. have it's JFK in mm-hmm. New York. One of the busiest fucking airports. That thing has to be packed. Right. That had to be a nightmare. But at the same time, so
1: rewarding once you saw the final product of it.
2: Now, Passengers,
1: huh. though, and like employees and security, like all those extras had to be there. Like mm-hmm. that is just amazing to me. But Tweety again, crew.
3: But again, they're in L.A. Yeah. And it's Steven Spielberg movie. And I'm Hayes, sure yeah. they just put yeah. A, yeah. A, yeah. a casting extras. call and there's yeah. probably like eight million people. I don't know outside. who yeah. know. I'd have to blow, but I would
2: be yeah. there. Pay, <laughs> pay $50 to be an yeah, extra I'll on this you movie. Extra <laughs> And, you know, watching it from a, from a movie watcher standpoint, and this might be preemptive talking about it, but... Stanley Tucci's character, the Frank Dixon character, one of the things that I watched and kind of liked about this movie, but a lot of people, it's probably going to be one of those hot takes, but the Frank Dixon character is a very Walter Peck type character. And I make that reference saying basically everything he was doing was correct and he should have been doing it. Just like Walter Peck's character in Ghostbusters, everything he did was right. He's going by the code. He's going by the the code and and everything he did was right and it happened. So Frank Most everything. Frank, he did put hands. Right. Frank <laughs> Dixon in this movie, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He he might have dicked it up a little bit. Oh. But he was just going by the book. He was right. just doing his job. So like the antagonist in this movie wasn't really a bad guy through the majority of this movie. So it kind of makes that antagonist protagonist mentality weird. Like you don't know who to hate. You don't know who to love.
3: And that's brilliant writing and brilliant character development. Exactly.
2: So like in in a scenario wise with Tom Hanks and Diego Luna and Kumara Plana and, and Barry Henley, like they can almost in a way be seen as an antagonist themselves. Them getting together and doing all these things, and it kind of touches on it later in the movie where he's calling them out on these things they're doing, like they're legitimately, yeah, they're legitimately breaking the rules. law, yeah. yeah. So it's like you're conflicted, like you don't know who you're gonna root for, but it, it's it's a rom com. You're supposed yeah. to like Tom Hanks. You're supposed to like Catherine Zeta Jones. Even, like though an she's even an
1: adulterous whore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And, like, that, <laughs> that,
2: and that gets that comes into play. I hated her, in the her movie. at the
1: end of that movie. Absolutely. Like, yeah, but she, they did have like she really gets her come good up flirty just... chemistry between those two, and I really enjoyed those scenes with those two yeah. because especially all the Napoleon talk and stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of it's like it creates more. I mean, they kind of took liberties with history there with some of that stuff, but I mean, let's <laughs> not get into that. Who doesn't at this point with, in right. movies? But <laughs> you know, I just I really enjoyed. Stanley Tucci a lot in this movie. Absolutely, I yeah. I thought this is one of my favorite Stanley Tucci movies because you can tell he just enjoyed playing this character because he, he like you said he's not wrong.
2: No, not at all. He
1: might not have empathy, but he's not wrong right. you know what I mean Like but he
3: also has the pressures too because this is post nine eleven. so right. it's just exactly. like you know you you can't be And BS. he's trying to
1: prove he can get this job because he's te- technically the temporary guy in this movie right. until because right. the other guy's stepping down because he bought it with his boat or whatever. It's like
3: there is a
0: point of weakness where he is in the wrong where he is being aggressive and being the bully and stuff right. like that and it's like he was trying to persuade in a certain way that made it kind of negative but for the most part he stood back He was behind the screen. Yeah. Right. Um, He was
2: giving him every opportunity to make a mistake, but he wasn't forcing him to make a mistake. It's like he wasn't pushing him out the door. He just showed him where the door was and told him, hey, there's five minutes worth. He knew every repercussion what would happen if he walked out the door. So it's like the the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. You know what's going to happen if Eve eats the apple. She was just persuaded into eating the apple.
3: I, uh, I love the scene where he explodes the bag of chips right. all over Tom <laughs> right. Hanks, And Tom's just so He didn't react to that though. <laughs> it's like one There's of the
1: things, lot are really... things that Tom Hanks didn't react to that was super hilarious. Uh-huh. I mean, but yeah, that's one of them.
0: It's like him arriving in like this foreign land with no concepts of language and most people, they try to be like non-confrontational when they're first getting by when they're trying to adapt or you know, they're more agreeable. And he's kind of like lost and confused. They're there's like loose notions of understanding, but he kind of still struggles. And I thought they did kind of a horrible job with like Frank Dixon and what's it, Thurman? Thurman? Thurman. Yeah, Thurman, played by Stanley Tucci and uh, Barry Shabaka Hanley. Uh, I think they did a horrible job making things clear for him at first. Oh, yeah. It's like you, you guys could have tried a little bit more than like using well, hand gestures or to something find like a that.
1: Translator or yeah. something too. I think they do make, mention something in a later scene that they like still couldn't find a translator. Right. But, but I mean, like.
0: If they used him for Russian, they should have known that they you could have used Russian. Like Google for- like yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like was within the first. thousand <laughs> four,
1: Within like the stuck- first
0: 15 minutes, they did like an excellent job capturing how alone he is in the universe. Right. Like the crisis that just kind of befell his. Especially when he's trying to call.
1: Yeah. Go he- yeah. oh, phone, phone. Please, please, please. Yeah. You know,
0: like- there's a crisis that just kind of befell his people. Like his country is in ruins. Yeah. And yeah. he's surrounded by like hundreds of people, yet he's still alone in the, in a crowd. But yeah, he can't talk to anyone.
2: And even being in that scenario, like, yes, he has his breakdown moments when he's seeing his, his homeland being destroyed. But even being in 100 people, not being able to communicate with him, he was so joyous being there. Right. Even before you, you know what his ambitions are, he's just happy to be in America. And, yeah. Right. He has
0: that, that kindness. And even right. within it, it, it's still like a, a struggle. Like, he's – like, there's violence all around, like, in this country, and he's struggling to find, like, refuge with the, the food coupons. and But, you know, stepping away for a second to help this, you know, person, Yeah, he's kind of, like, shat on a little right. bit.
1: It made me so sad when he's sitting there, like, putting the ketchup, the ketchup and on the mustard crackers, on yeah. crackers because right. his food vouchers got thrown away or whatever. And then, like, he gets up, and that guy bumps him, and it falls onto the floor. Yeah. I'm like, 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 fuck, man. I, Like, somebody buy this motherfucker a cheeseburger. Yeah. And everybody's like, staring at the leftovers on that table, like, thinking. But he's um, so good that he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just the benefit of the doubt. He literally gives everyone the benefit of the doubt. Do you think it would be fun to live in an airport? I I have something in here. I think it would be super fun for
3: a week. I was gonna say like a week or like yeah. two weeks or something, and that then way. I'd be like, "No, nah, fuck this! If if I eat like,
1: one more Sabaro fucking slice
3: of pizza." There was like, stab <laughs> somebody when he goes to that terminal area where it's like under construction, right? And it's like just the way he like sets things. I was like, that makes would be his own bed. "That'd be kind of
1: That'd be kind of fun. Turns to that to uh, vending machine Man. into his own personal yeah. fridge. Like yeah. that was
2: awesome for someone who spent a lot of time in airports. You guys are fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate airports. Like
3: I hate airplanes, but I think I think that'd be kind of fun for like a week to right. do that. Like I
2: said, a week no I
3: thought more it was, than a week. But it would have to be that specific one in the movie. Yeah, I just love I the, the setup and the layup of everything.
0: I fucking
1: Epley, I'd be like, give me the fuck out of here, Yeah, right? I mean,
3: you have a lot of
0: opportunities, like even him himself, like his ingeniousness, like teaching himself a different language by using the opportunities around him, just comparing and contrasting two different books to understand something. Well,
1: and well, apparently, that's pretty accurate too. Learning that language, like yeah, he was, because yeah. I was like, "How accurate would it be?" You know, because he spends about nine months right. in the airport in this movie. Anyway, this is based off of a true story where a guy spent eighteen years. I was gonna say yeah. eighteen years, eighteen in one years? years, yeah, wow. in one airport. I got some facts here. We'll go to her in a second, but I looked into that, and somebody who uh, I can't remember what they're what they're called—the people that know language—I <laughs> have it written down somewhere, but whatever. It's pretty accurate. Like the bilingual of time people, it it. it it took him to teach himself a second language. Linguists? Bilinguists. So. Bilinguists, Bilinguist, thank you. That's the word we're looking we're for. Trilinguists? We're just tri- linguists. Just linguists, yeah. you
2: know. If, before we move on, uh, remember when we used to be a country that other countries were happy to come to us?
3: Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I remember. Back in,
2: now it's the Now we're all depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back in the hot <laughs> nothings. Uh,
0: yeah, I wanted also to touch on like Star Trek, Star Wars. So I thought it was you a pretty- You better
2: watch your tongue before you get too deep into it.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll be all right. That's so I thought said. it was a pretty funny coincidence that Zoe Saldana's like a character of Officer Torres. She's like going to star conventions as uh, Yaman Janice Ran, who is the good friends of Uhura, which Zaldana did play in the Star Trek universe, which her favorite episode is Doomsday Machine, which is roughly the synopsis of this movie, minus the science fiction, and also Enrique calls her a stallion, something to be broken so he could ride, much like her Navi role, where she must neural link to a mountain banshee to create a bond. Who the fuck thinks of Uh, that?
3: Holy cow.
1: This fucking guy.
0: Uh. There we go. Facts of the day. Day three. (laughs) (laughs) Gorchitsa.
1: (laughs) So yeah, this is actually just based on... uh, a true story in nineteen eighty eight. Uh, this guy Maren N- Nasari. I'm probably he's an Iranian refugee. He landed in uh Charles de Gaulle Airport. I can't speak foreign languages, guys. In case you knew that, it was near Paris. After being denied entry into England because in his Paris? passport and United Nations refugee certificate had been stolen, so French authorities wouldn't let him leave the airport, he remained in the terminal, a stateless person with nowhere to go. He has since been granted permission, but he. Refused to go. He wanted to live in this airport until he got ill in 2006. And actually 2003 is when uh, Steven Spielberg bought the rights for his story for $200,000. That's it.
0: That's
1: it? That's it. Pocket change. $250,000. Now, granted, um, most of this is just a loose interpretation and based on- what I, he was going through. Like I, was I want to see the
3: Spielberg didn't want to do like an no, exact.
1: Yeah. US Cause one. there was a previous movie in the early nineties that was basically a documentary on him. Right. And so Spielberg, he used I uh, I can't remember the writer's name, but the guy, the writer who he just worked with on uh catch me, if you can to kind of pen a similar, you know, based on a true story kind of, and it worked out. I mean, I, I mean, there's some things I would, I would cut out, but we'll get into that in a minute. You know, it was, in your "What would We Would Do Differently" segment, but. Justin, any other? Yeah,
0: there was a part where he says "opa." That okay. was cool. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no "opa" is uh, popularized in Greek, but used in many language like Italian, Croatian, many Slavic languages, and it's an expression of shock. So he was shocked. <laughs> uh, that means nothing. Uh, right, no, well, the part we'll where he that part the out. part. <laughs> I thought one of the the bad parts that kind of also pulled me out is like when he slipped on the water, you know, the, whatever it's like, he is totally forced. It's like, he walked up into it and jumped.
1: Oh, there's a few force. Like, come on, you could have done um, that again. That part (laughs) where, um, so speaking of Stanley, Stanley Tucci being a dick earlier when he hires the liaison to pick up all the carts. So yeah. Victor can't get the quarters anymore. Oh, but that, that pissed first
3: time, me off so much,
1: didn't it? Like, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> Why? That's when you really, I think, start to hate Dixon, like Braden. the full character. Like, okay. He's really going out of his way now to kind of. I mean, how many fucking
3: carts did he have at that point? He had like like... (laughs) thirty, right?
1: But no, that first time when he pushes them all in and the and the quarters like shoot him in the face. It does. I I was like, that's a Jeremy Lubash (laughs) (laughs) in one of his movies right? That (laughs) is the definition Uh, of
2: a money shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Touche, Lonnie.
1: Touche. There was another scene that I was like, this is totally Jeremy, but I can't remember what it is. I'll get. I'll find it in my notes here in a second to be
2: like interrupt you probably. (laughs) Lonnie, <laughs> what do you got? I know we talk a lot about his accent and how crappy the accent was. Um, I
1: don't think it's that bad,
2: honestly. It, you know, it it kind of took me out of the moment a little bit because Tom Hanks has such an iconic voice. Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. He's woody for Christ's
2: sake. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy.
2: Like There's even, a snake in my boot. Even in his earlier movies, like if you think about Money Pit and you think about the Burbs and movies like that when he was less of a known Commodity, mm-hmm. He still had that iconic voice. So the movies that he does an accent in, it just – it doesn't feel like you're watching a Tom Hanks movie. His acting is perfect. I mean
3: I, I kind of understand maybe where you're going with this. Like to me, I don't like watching horror movies that have well-known actors and actresses in it. I like watching those horror movies where it's a cast of young people that you don't know because you're not attached to them. You're not thinking of them and other things that they've done. Just before. turn that part off. You can't. I can't. Hit your head against the wall. I there are
1: certain actors I can't do that with. Yeah. Like Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Like he will never not be yeah. Harry Potter. It's like use your fucking wand, dude. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but it's just like I'm so like kind of like long lines. Tom Hanks, like I said, I'm just so used to he does have an iconic voice. Right. And then when he's doing something like this, I, you had said, you know, it's great when actors try different things. But at this, even at that point in his career, what was this? 2004. 17, 16 yeah. years Talk ago. Talking to a ball. I mean, he's he was <laughs> still iconic back then. He doesn't need to do something like that. But I, I think he was just doing it because it was fun. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that's why They he both did wanted it. to do
1: this movie. They just wanted to yeah. do a fun, feel, yeah. good movie.
3: And, yeah. and yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's just it, that kind of was one thing I didn't like. It just took me away from it. Right. And at times. I think two of my favorite things
0: about this movie, like my favorite scene is obviously the camera scene. I love yes. the fucking camera work. Yeah, trying <laughs> yeah. to dodge and shift and yeah. whatever. And it's quirky Space. stuff
1: like that that, yeah. it, that push it to a ten for me. Right. Just, right, That is just so fun to watch. As mad he's as you are the things fun. that are happening. Yeah, yeah you're like, ah, like, oh, oh,
0: like, that's clever.
1: He's like, him, nice day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> him and uh, Gupta, like his first Gupta line. Is so great. His first line was his last line. The, Do you have an appointment? Do you have an appointment? <laughs> yeah, and um, like not only that, but like his little. Things that he's doing, like at the date scene, where he's just like juggling shit. Yeah. I'm like, this right. guy. I looked, my this guy. My I looked I away for a second ass. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> And then also, I look back and he's juggling rings. I'm like, what the you fuck? You know, he really can juggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. I think he was a carnivalist or whatever at one of his. Well, yeah, when he was in India.
1: In that scene where he, the second part in time when he juggles and he drops the plates, they just kept that in there. Like, it was. He literally did that and they the, were going to cut, but nobody broke. The hair. Biff oh, works. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. when
3: Diago has their bread and he just like throws those. Oh my
1: God. I forget that. Uh. happens almost every time and i just like automatically and like, it? doesn't he say like there you go or something <laughs> like that. yeah something like that uh. so funny the i i remember what the uh other jeremy lubash joke was oh, it's boy. when they're playing poker and uh <laughs> the the finale they're playing for share's panties <laughs> and <laughs> so they like explained yeah that's share's panties or whatever and then at the end victor's just like so we shared the panties. She <laughs> <laughs> McBride's uh, 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 like I ain't sharing. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's a that's, that's something Jeremy would write um, for like me and Justin to say oh to yeah. each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> real quick, speaking, I'm gonna take it. am gonna take over for just a second here. Go right ahead
3: me. if you're comfortable with it. So, now.
1: speaking about Tom Hanks, we obviously all are pretty pretty big fans of Tom Hanks here. Where would you rank this, or like compare it to in your in your Tom Hanks favoritism? Like, what first of all, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie, and then like where would you kind of put the Terminal? Yeah, that's the tough one. Favorite. We'll Tom start Hanks. with Lonnie because I know. Oh okay, yeah, we'll start with Lonnie first.
2: So my favorite Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks is probably in maybe ten minutes of it total. My favorite Tom Hanks movie is Radio Flyer. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I. That's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. that movie is fantastic. It's just, well, so I'll pick something else. My my next we'll favorite, edit Tom, that out. My favorite Tom Hanks movie probably would be Money Pit. Okay. You fucker. <laughs> just that's because a, it's so
3: well, fantastic. I have, I have two, and that's one of them.
1: Um.
2: Yeah, you can have multiple. I feel like
1: if it's Tom Hanks, how can you really pick one? Right, right? yeah. Okay, then like I'm going to have three. Um, out of those seven movies, I'll get to mine in a second. Go yeah, ahead, Lonnie. I'm sorry. It's, it's,
2: it's great. Where this movie would fall on my list of Tom Hanks movies, I, I'm not a big rom-com fan and his the accent I probably put in negative 50% so the bottom half of your Tom half, Hanks movies yeah gotcha I bro. can't exactly what's a
1: middle of the road Tom Hanks movie for you then <sighs> Um, just so I can kind of gauge in my right, mind you know uh, right saving private ride oh wow we are two different people <laughs> you are. <laughs> Which is good. This is, you know, obviously That's why. it's what's I, the fun of yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Podcast. Which is why I wanted to be on this podcast. I'd, if yeah. we're all just like, yo, yeah, I like yeah, that. I'm, I agree. Agree.
2: I'm kind of. Big, <laughs> so I agree. I, action movies and rom coms are pretty much equally towards the bottom. I'm not a big action guy. And I'm not a big rom com guy. It's weird because I'm horrors- more
1: of a fan than I want to admit of rom coms, but I find myself watching them all the time. If it's well written, yeah, yes. it depends on it. And the actors have a big part of that too. Like right? you have to have charismatic people, otherwise the rom coms going to
0: just. There's some things I watch shit. and I don't care about, and then it'll weigh on my mind. And I'm like, fuck, I do care about that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that. That's huh, but no, my I don't know. I, I am a big fan of Catch Me If You Can, but I don't think it's because of Tom Hanks. I really like Leo's character in that, absolutely. but he's in that. But I, I maybe I would have to say Castaway uh, Castaway because it's okay. a one-man show for the most oh, part, absolutely. and he puts everything into it. There was no walls up, I guess. He let everything down. There's basically
1: like, no script for dialogue either. Yeah. He kind of just did his own thing. I think
0: sometimes not having the dialogue, just showing yeah. the movements, yeah. showing the desperateness and stuff like that, kind of how he is in this one. Like I said, this one is kind of easily forgotten unless you're watching it. Like when you're watching, like, oh my God, he's good. Like he's good. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But like I, I put it up there as an eight if you're watching it. But like I said, it blends into your collection. Like it's like, eh, eh, eh there's better ones. Yeah.
1: So where does it kind of fit in some other, like, and I'm trying to just kind of gauge your I Tom would say
3: Hanks it's just above
1: middle radar. of the road. For, above what?
3: Above middle of the road, Tom Hanks. Okay. So since Lonnie said the money pit, that was one of mine, but for a comedy, big I, it's, that's always yeah. a classic. That's like, I as a kid, I watched that movie so much, and I just, I just love that movie. But I would also say The Green Mile.
2: Absolutely, probably, oh, that's yeah. my number two. Probably
3: yeah. my favorite
1: Tom Hanks. That's movie. how we, you and I, actually got on this topic when we were eleven years when we were ago. When we were on Death Row, was <laughs> <going to laughs> on no, eleven too. years ago when we were talking about Tom Hanks, and yeah. you were like. Oh, I really love the green mile. And I was like, Oh, I've never seen that. And I was like, I really love the terminal. And you're like, Oh, I've never seen that. So we exchanged movies. And, and you yeah, actually watched. I actually watched green. Mile. And gave it yes. back. It gave it back. <laughs> I even told you, I was like, I bought, rebought it since yeah. and bought it on digital. Uh, he's, so he like, watched
3: whatever. both of the VHS and, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh green mile. It's great because it's a, it's a sad story. It, it tugs at the heartstrings, but it also throws, King, in, it right? throws in yeah. the um, comedy in the right places. Right. I think that's like one of the most well-planned out throwing in comedy here, but then we're going to take it back down over here. And it's also one of those things like it's so outlandish, like that would not happen, but you believed it would happen right. and everything. So uh, I think Green Mile is my f- actual favorite Tom Hanks movie. And I would rank The Terminal probably be – it would be up there. It would be close
1: to the top. I'd probably rank it top third, maybe top four. Nah, like, not that high, I'd like say percentage wise, like the top third of Tom Hanks movies, or you know, what I mean, probably top third. Yeah, okay. I'd put it like along with like the burbs and stuff like okay. that. Like,
3: they're, they're it's a fun um, movie.
1: And you guys are huge fans of like older songs. I, I feel like I'm more newer. I Tom think so. Hanks. Uh, me too. Me too. Um, the problem with Tom Toy Hanks, Story,
2: the problem with franchise? judging Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, that's the greatest
1: trilogy. Well, mm-hmm. now four, but it was the greatest trilogy of all time. Plus a, was it, there was a side
0: future, a short film, I guess I want to say.
1: was there. There's a lot of short films
3: for (laughs) toy Toy stories. Yeah.
2: Or you can say the the problem with Tom Hanks movies though, his good movies are all tens. So when you're talking about a seven in Tom Hanks, it's going to be towards the bottom. Are you ranking them for
0: him? or Are you ranking it for like Stephen King's writing or?
2: No, just anything Tom Hanks is in. So many of his good movies are tens. And then you get into the nines and you get into the eights. It's almost unfair calling something a seven because it's right. going to be
3: towards the bottom. Yeah. Well, like Catch Me If You Can is another one that's at the top of my Tom Hanks list. And it's it's funny because he has an accent in that and I don't mind it. I think it's a little more realistic to you me. You just don't
0: like other. it when it's a foreign accent because you're racist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how many times have you watched Catch Me If You Can? Oh, probably like exactly that's what I was Over kind of talking a dozen. about earlier like, but
0: it's because of the clevernesses of Leo's you, character you just get that you used really to love. it
1: the accent
3: yeah. well like, even the first time I watched it I don't think I really was annoyed I was annoyed kind of by uh, Leo's accent I, But
1: Leo is my favorite actor but I'm super annoyed for the first five minutes of every movie he's in because like you said he has some kind of an accent and it's like I have to get used to that and like my brain has to get used to I'm like wait you just had like a South African accent and Blood Diamond <laughs> and now you have a Boston accent oh, and The Departed yeah. and now you know what I mean and,
3: I don't know. I, I don't think he's that good at a lot of his accents either. I think it's kind of amateurish.
1: Yeah. Amazing,
2: so. why I had to stop. <laughs> he's amazing. That's why I had to stop Take a watching. shower, book. <laughs> Take a shower, uh, Yeah, That's amazing. That's, that's sh- why I had to stop watching Russian porn. They just moan differently. <laughs> <laughs> v-
1: so w- Leonardo DiCaprio is my favorite actor, but Tom Hanks is right behind him. Ooh, and thrusting. so when I said I had seven movies that were, I ranked tens, um, two of them are Tom Hanks movies. And my favorite Tom Hanks movie, <laughs> this is why we're so different. Because my 10 is your, like, lower end. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is and, in and, my and, top five and of all time.
2: Saving Private Ryan, like I said, it's a solid seven. Yeah. and But that's what I was saying. Like, his, his good movies are all 10s. Some of his better movies are 9s. And then his okay movies are 8s. Like, Tom Hanks isn't an actor where, like, oh, he made a 4. Right. Oh, he made a 3. So, like quote-unquote bad Tom Hanks movie is still a seven. Yeah, They're good. We're not discussing like, oh, this is an Adam Sandler movie. It's a negative five and a half. Don't even bring him up right now. We're
1: talking <laughs> Tom Hanks, okay? They're no. not even in the same category.
2: <laughs> even the worst of Tom Hanks movies is going to be better than a lot of other people's yeah. movies. I, I love Saving Private Ryan. It's an amazing movie, but – it's that, a 10 to me, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's- Saving Ryan's privates was better, though. <laughs> <laughs> that got an 11.
1: <laughs> and I'm not talking... Never mind. I got a 12 <laughs> for me. But, yeah, so Terminal ranks right behind that for me up there. I, you know, you guys were talking about older, like, big and in, in Money Pit and stuff. I think the oldest Tom Hanks movie that's in my top 10 of his is probably Philadelphia because... Yeah. I've never seen that one. A lot of mine it's are newer. You know, I love Catch Me If You Can. Like I said, that's two of my favorite actors. How am I not going to like that? It's two of my favorite actors and Steven Spielberg. Like, what's not to like about that?
3: Knock, knock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Terminal is... I feel like it's definitely Tom Hanks' most underrated. And this is what... Like I said, this is why I want to talk about it because I feel like nobody even really knows about this movie if you're talking about Tom Hanks' movies. But like I said, the more times you, you watch it, I feel like the better it gets. So... I'm curious there's, to check back with you guys after a few more watches. There's now, a few maybe? things
0: that I've well I'll, a few more things I wanted to talk about that was more along with Saddle and Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so like this, we need to getting back into now. this movie, <laughs> uh, like the can of peanuts was kind of an ode to his father and who was a jazz enthusiast. Victor ultimately was the messenger in this movie. He was trying to return the signatures, which is a symbol of one's identity, for his father in in his can of peanuts uh he also served as the go between he said peanuts guys peanuts he also served as like the go between between enrique and Dolores which mm-hmm. was successful and he was also the translator to help a man keep his father alive which was also a successful
1: medicine for god he,
0: he said, was
1: uh, he said god he said god
0: <laughs> he was a larger message I make mistake. <laughs> throughout the airport's employees whom all had posted his copy paper handprint mm-hmm. and to circle back to the blaringly obvious symbol earlier on when uh confronting frank Dixon in his office he was this large fish in a small pond where he brought the fish in. (laughs) You don't like fish. And he was a man of eminent virtue and kindness and kind of like reverting back on the other side of that. Like Frank Dixon gives Victor Navorsky an ultimatum against his friends at the end. He pretty much tries to turn them against saying he'll fire them because he's not gonna return back to his country. So he's kind of a man so disconnected no matter uh, the guidance he received from his respected superior. Uh, He is highly medicated, uh, Frank Dixon. He's crossed a few too many lines himself, yet he can't see the irony, and he pulls down the small fish, which is kind of noting his insignificance under the guise of a badge. Just a small man in a big room with a lot of screens. His fingers kind of behind the camera. The controller gives him the sense of so imposed power, but those below him refuse to follow his order. So, Victor is the big fish and he's a small fish. I liked how they kind of grasped to that symbology, that imagery. Wow. Yes.
1: I like it. I told Jeremy earlier, I was like, I'll be impressed if you could find some bullshit about this, but
3: (laughs) there's a few more bullshits in that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's only on day two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I think the the main symbology I gleaned out of this is (laughs) it's kind of like the ability he has when it comes to building with his hands. Like he's he's making things, he's building things. And there isn't really too much he can do despite the instruction of staying put. Like he's supposed to be under the order of Frank Dixon, like you need to stay here, you need to stay there, and so while he's there, he's trying to build, he's learning things, he's he's developing his language, he's making the other terminals. He can't return home or even adventure out. It seems like he's been reinventing himself. Um, the structures. When the light panel falls off, he does what he can to reinforce it to turn the light back on. And by the end, he has the audience of workers behind him in wonder. When the water takes issue after his date with Amelia. He does what he can to reframe it and get those pipes working smoothly so he's pretty much the pipeline the messenger
3: do, do you want me to keep going I'm, no i'm i'm giving <laughs> john's because this is his first time experiencing this live
1: live yeah I mean. i've heard it through my uh, uh laptop and cell phone just in
0: there was oh, like a little Justin's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, this is hardcore shit. You gotta just pull it that, out. Man. It's a fucking it's
2: experience. Yeah, I yeah, shit yeah. it into
0: my hand and I polish it off for you guys. Exactly. <laughs> I kiss it, smell it. It smells good, huh?
2: Can you, yeah. There
0: was a part where they also said like all Rome roads lead back to Rome, but walking those roads back can be kind of a wonderful stroke of luck, like the airport workers did, where they devised a little plan to get her into his lap. I kind of like that. She was coming from Rome. And then they kind of made her do like this little. Yeah. It was a wonderful, like a magnificent little dance for him. I feel like it was kind of unnecessary, honestly. It <laughs> was <laughs> unnecessary, but it was like it was beautiful. It was like for no, yeah, it worked for it the worked guy what, like
1: the, the, the quirkiness of the story. Yeah, yeah for you know, that
0: guy like Victor who's trying lab, so hard lab. to not only be understood in a foreign world, and everything just kind of falls into his lap. This hua, ah. this hua. <laughs> But she was <laughs> way,
2: that was way too much work. He could have just been. You want to dig? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh I uh you want you want go bathroom and dick? a <laughs> check. I met okay. that guy at the airport.
3: Who <laughs> <laughs> uh And you went with him <laughs> twice. To,
0: what I didn't like about <laughs> do you, do you have like a special knock?
2: <laughs> uh, What's this hole here I'm, for? <laughs> I'm I'm poor man, but rich and dick. <laughs>
3: I'm telling you what, if he was stuck at Omaha Epley Airfield, he would have been fucked because there's no, nothing to do
2: there. Right? I can look at corn. <laughs> <laughs> I catch Pokemon. Is that is that Carter Lake?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even Hi. sure where your accent is <laughs> going. <laughs> oh, fuck.
2: Generally, turns oh, into... Uh,
0: <laughs> I got a few more here. I've <laughs> got a few <laughs> more like three hours ago. <laughs> but it's still under the Chapter 36. Job thing. Right. So, like Amelia, what did you guys? Did you guys? Homewrecker. Homewrecker. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of her character. She played the part well, but
1: like I said, they had great chemistry wow. together. Yeah. I just. I mean, yeah. She's honestly, if you look at it, is she's it a because person? <laughs> is it because
0: of like the average guy looks at her like who's just a fucking goddess? You know, like wow, you are just beautiful, and it's dangerous.
2: Maybe. Well, in retrospect, would you want to hook up with a guy who is living in an airport? <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, she didn't know that,
0: though. I'm not into guys. Yeah, she didn't know that at first. I didn't know that
2: at
1: first until yeah. Dixon was like, hey, check out where those guys are. he's like all men. Sitting. He doesn't
0: tell the truth. Yeah, that's the thing, though. She's writing off all men as though, like, they're liars, and he's, like, the she's, most she's honest most with them. But he's a truthful man there. But
2: yeah. after that is when he's one of the most genuine he, people. He, in
0: that's what I liked about it, because he's the one who created a fountain for her, and- Fountains is a symbol of joy and peace, and the water is the truth.
2: But he after, gave her the truth. Stop the crazy bullshit. Let me finish the sentence. But after that is when <laughs> he shot his shot. And she's like, you can't oh, yeah. the truth. She and they and dare. they did the thing. And then she's like, here's your pass. And he's like, You come with. And she's like, No, I'm gonna get cummed on by this guy.
1: The guy that is married. At the same time, I like that though, because it didn't have a happy romantic ending. Oh, no, it didn't. No. Which I feel like Every movie feels like They have to do that Right Yeah, yeah.
2: It didn't need I one. like
1: that it left it didn't it. need one
0: No I think it's sad it. endings Or unexpected just, endings Are usually better than Happy
3: endings
1: Because did, it's more realistic I felt like right. This
3: movie didn't have an ending yeah. <laughs>
1: In my opinion I just think it just Well ended. I was going to ask you About the ending But do you want to get into that With the things you would do differently Because I feel like You would have a different ending
3: yeah i mean i don't have like a specific ending I there's mean, a few just, things i have in here too but i mean <laughs> i mean i i i have i have a question i want let, let's you've you've talked enough for a little bit let's give you a break <laughs> i waited till i waited till the 40
2: Lonnie's minute mark at the <laughs> <laughs> I, Lonnie, wake up. I, I appreciate you <clears throat> and i know you got a lot to say but you guys need to spread them <laughs> out a little more <laughs>
0: I,
3: I didn't start until about the 40-minute mark. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. It's kind of sidestepping off of the Terminal movie for a minute.
1: That's fine. Again. Tom. Hanks, we're here to talk about Tom Hanks. Tom,
3: Tom Hanks is one of your favorite actors. Right. You said Leo's yeah. in front of him. Right. Uh, and they've done a movie together. What's one actor or actress, or how about which which actor and which actress would you love to see do a movie with Tom Hanks that has not done a movie with him? Living
1: or dead, you. Yikes. That's, that's not sanitary. That's tough because <laughs> some of my favorite actors have, like Denzel Washington and Leonardo DiCaprio, are two of my favorites, and they've done movies with him. They um, died? No. Is <laughs> said live or dead, you cracker. <laughs> <laughs> um, you call me a cracker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, don't like we don't talk it's like that. It's on the list here. that Lonnie was talking about last week. <laughs> that's a good question. Is we'll that for answer everyone it. in the room? No, or just you. Because I feel like I need to think about that. I'm for not going to answer it. I mean, if you can think about it.
3: I don't know that they've done
1: one, and maybe I'm stupid, and they have, but has
3: Tom Hanks and Robin Williams, did they ever
1: do a movie together? and that would be amazing, because Robin Williams was literally the only celebrity death that actually affected my life, like, I... Well, because it's like,
3: I know one. I know they didn't do anything in recent times, but I didn't know if like maybe in Tom Hanks' earlier career, right? And, and there's uh, some like B-list
1: movie that yeah. they like. No, I wait, don't believe so. are
3: wait, were they on that TV show? Not Mark and <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Tom Hanks wasn't on that. But yeah, I would love to see Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and uh, Robin Williams in a I movie together. Steal that one. Are you guys googling
1: it? <laughs> yeah, they all get on their tap laptop. <laughs> I would love to see. God, this is such a loaded question. I feel. You put me on the spot here, Lou Hesh. That's what we but do. But I like it.
3: Now people know my last name.
1: God damn it. No, I'm just kidding. Tom Hanks, <laughs> and honestly, I kind of think that he and Ryan Reynolds could do a little something. Maybe a buddy cop movie where, you know, Tom Hanks is more the serious and Ryan Reynolds is the goof off kind of guy. It would guy. have to be
3: a, definitely a comedy. Though.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. wouldn't say, you know, if yeah. I'm talking. I can, I'm trying to think of an actress. I really love it. Emma Arthur. Stone. Who? Emma Stone. I okay. feel like those two together could probably do something. So you're doing newer age people. Right. I'm Well, I'm trying. Because you already took Robin Williams, which would definitely be the answer to that I question. Think but him and
2: Goldie Hahn would be a, a good Goldie, one. that's so out of left field. But I love it. You know what I would think? I'm a Gene Wilder. Oh, man. Oh, wow. There you go. Like I Jeez. think they have similar, but just different enough comedic timing that I think they'd make a good Ooh, duo. Yeah.
1: What about you, Justin? throw john wayne in there fuck it, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I'll>, uh, <laughs> it oh, just... have you seen
1: that recent tom hanks movie where he like the it just came out so probably not because nobody goes to the theater anymore but news of the world or something like that is oh, very good doesn't sound familiar it makes yeah. me want to watch tom hanks in a western like <laughs> would i feel like he could do that's why i say john wayne you know? i think maybe even a comedy with like chris pratt too like, like jackie yeah. chan It'd be it'd be cool, Robert Downey Jr. Like, in, I could name yeah. like a hundred people to introduce
3: Tom Hanks as a character in
1: the Marvel universe. I you know I was so? literally about to supporter. just say I, the thought crossed my mind. I said the only thing I wouldn't want to see him is the MCU. Really? And I love the MCU. You guys know yeah. that, but I just think there's certain actors that shouldn't be in the MCU. And Christian Bale was one of those. So we'll see how he goes in Thor four. But mm. I, I just hell, Christian Bale. I love okay. Tom Hanks and Christian Bale. I don't Give like, me a serious movie there.
2: I just looked at Tom Hanks's movies because I was curious what movie you guys were talking about. And is it The News of the World? Was that the one? That... It's very good. Let me keep looking here. Um, Should be. Da- da- du- da- <laughs> Masters of the Air, In the Garden of the Beast, No Better Place to Die, Beautiful. But he's in pre-production, and it was announced one of my favorite books. He's the producer on a movie and the main actor in a movie. It was a book called A uh, Man Called Ove, just Swedish book. And they're making it into a movie. Fucking fantastic book. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that's been released recently for him. The 20 or the 2000s, Rock Hall of Fame. So do you not movies? like,
1: uh, you know, like, You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle and not stuff? I really, didn't think so, based no. on in what you are saying.
2: If I could think of, like, a rom-com for him, though, maybe... Um... Like, if it's more heavily based on the comedy and less on the, the romance aspect, like, I liked... Uh, fuck. What's it called? The one with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Oh. I literally just yeah, watched I that liked Fever Pitch. four days ago. That was great. That's a great movie. I think anything with Drew Barrymore, I'm happy with.
3: <laughs> Jimmy Fallon and Tom Hanks. Jimmy Fallon, or no, Tom Hanks and Drew Barrymore. Fuck. Yeah. Tom Hanks just needs to work with fucking everybody. Right. I, I
1: feel like, Uh. I remember, and... so I was going to say, along the lines of Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail, a movie with him and Kate Winslet along those lines yeah like a rom-com like titanic
3: that. 2
2: titanic. <laughs> there is a titanic there is a titanic 2. 2. oh i know it's, it's free awful. on voodoo <laughs> and it's to watch bees, 10 minutes of back it back
1: to, to the not, not the surface. bees
2: um <laughs> you don't know these what, motherfucking bees on the titanic <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's ever actually happened but it would be neat to see tom and colin do a movie together oh
1: yeah <laughs> Firth. yes colin firth <laughs> okay colin farrell
3: <laughs> oh. <All right. laughs> let's get back into the terminal yeah. So, was oh, that what we were? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We were
3: huh. speaking of terminal.
1: We were talking so, about the ending, though. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm so wrapping it up here, here. Okay. So, like, <laughs> bear with me. The number yeah, sixty-seven, that. which is the terminal that he kind of waited at, uh, the, in numerology, the number sixty-seven resonates with focus, pragmatism, which he, he was. It has foundation for the future. The number sixty-seven is highly focused on creating and maintaining a secure foundation for his family, and he was doing everything. For his father, so it's conscientious, pragmatic, and idealistic. So sixty-seven generally obtains answers from within, which he was kind of searching <laughs> from within. <laughs> Sorry,
1: <Alan. laughs> on, uh, it's, it's not a two away from a sixty-nine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so much <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> when you when you truly love someone, you will be braver, stronger, and more willing to do even the things that scare you, and that's what he was doing. In, in dreams, the meaning of number sixty-seven calls for you to determine in making your dreams a reality. It will not be quick and easy, but you can't make anything possible with determination. He waited in this movie nine months at the yeah, terminal was roughly nine months and ago. terminal is pretty much like a portal. Nine months. He's kind of being birthed oh. into something new. <laughs> so it kind of hinges barriers that keep okay something there? in that or out. Was, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. It's like an entryway to a place of significance. And psychologically, it may symbolize the way to healing and the wholeness. The fulfilling of your destiny, where you should be concentrating your attention and efforts.
2: I can't even take my headphones off to stop listening. <laughs> This is
3: why I love this. Yeah. All right. Okay, so
0: this it's is the something most real.
2: straightforward fucking movie we've All right. watched though. in our lives. All right,
0: this is, this is more of, of on tune here. So. Okay. So, Victor Noworski, it's kind of much not, like- It is. the name it Victor. Is. In, you in, weren't wrong when no, I said,
1: it, I'd be super surprised. like, oh no, he'll find <laughs> something. Yep. The name so, Victor no, Swahili
2: spelled <laughs> backwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you no. rearrange the letters of Victor Novorsky, you can, you can <laughs> See, get on with it. Right there. It's,
2: Clear as day. It's an anagram. <laughs> and if you take out these letters and put these letters in, it spells apocalypse. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no so Victor kind of much like after what, what he was after the entire movie trying to get the last <laughs> signature from the last person who was alive for his father which was so
3: fucking anticlimactic yeah it was but <laughs> it was I
0: got it it we was his motivation him. for the whole thing but like, he, it wasn't revealed until the very end <coughs> he and, and Thanos
1: dude right there yeah. getting
0: the- <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of following this promise to receive the last signature from the jazz musician and that's what i think this movie was pretty much all about because jazz is all about improvisation it's playing to your own tune and he colored so many lies with his own compassion he played to his tune he didn't stop he was his own unique person while everybody else was like their
1: own robots i guess they but
2: but, plus, he, yeah. but he conformed he learned english that doesn't mean he plus, learned jazz english. has
1: two z's which is what we're getting right now listening to this <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> shush
3: what else, Justin?
2: <laughs> That's all I had. Why would you ask? Come on, big. Come That's on. all I had. Come on, big cat. That can't be it. That's it. Can't be it.
0: So, if you guys are interested in, <laughs> if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, you can follow me. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to be...
1: subscribe to his newsletter, cut down some trees because you're going to need it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you want to, if you want to get Justin's self-help so uh-uh. book called uh-huh. "You Don't Want to Shoot Yourself."
1: Don't do it. You ain't got the
2: balls, sucker. Oh, my ears hurt. (laughs) Mr. Madison,
1: what you just said (laughs) is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point.
0: (laughs) Oh god, we are now.
1: Uh, We're we're gonna gonna give that
3: that audio clip for this podcast.
0: Thanks, guys. No, that was you were well. I have (laughs) have to give
2: it to you. There was you. You you probably got like a six or seven inch longer reach on that one. You were stretching, bud. Not so much. Not, you weren't listening uh, for I, most of it. You so. are I, fuck, bud. That <laughs> I'm not a fuck, bud. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> you, you, uh, my my god. Like we're gonna have to just, just a watch a video. movie about
1: hope and you know good in the world. no You didn't
2: see all that. that? <laughs> we're gonna have to watch a movie like.
1: No, I didn't see the birth of fucking an airport. <laughs> he was
2: recreating he himself, <laughs> and that's what it is. Oh. We're gonna have to watch a movie once that's just seriously like a dude sitting in a chair for two hours. Just He'll be like, like I fucking get it. Like, as the way he see,
1: tied his shoes was.
2: If you see oh that God. chair, it's from Sears. You get-
3: Thank you
0: your appreciation. So this, is, this
2: is why this podcast is no, so great. I'm not shitting on you for what you're doing. It smells I'm like shitting shit. shitting on what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sh- you. Right. I appreciate you. I just don't appreciate what you're doing.
3: <laughs> I just want to know what goes through his mind when he's watching Oh these my things. God. Like,
2: I, I bet when I he see, does I it. I see a
3: guy eating a sandwich but he diving, sees something
2: completely different. He's like different. typing <laughs> one hand. He's like stroking himself off with how great <laughs> he is with the other one. Did
0: you see how he stacks the the, the, crackers. the Crackers Crackers have four corners Okay So four, I got nothing I'm sorry <laughs> There's nine oh, holes
2: <laughs> There's nine holes In each crack Don't tell me How the many months you been at the airport When the blood comes out of it That's the His His bloodletting <laughs> yes. oh, Of his heart man. And then the mustard Gorchitsa
1: Alright It's
3: mustard
2: Ichit. So uh... <laughs> each
1: That's one of my favorite cheats in the whole thing What uh, are, are we gonna move on to now What we would do differently Yeah let's we would I, uh, have Justin do a different segment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh.
2: I like him. I, you no, guys can hate I'm on him all you want.
3: Who, Justin? <laughs> Dropping the crease. I, I, I like. I love, him. I love watching him reach. I do too. This is this is. He needs to do no, this every episode. It's, it, it's hilarious. It's great. It's like we give him crap because it's more entertaining. We give him crap
2: because we love him. Yeah, that's
3: what but I'm feeling. I hate.
0: I'm gonna need a, a really long group hug by the end of this. I just been vaccinated. I get the
2: vaccinated. Would you like vaccinated. to touch my dick? Will that cheer you up?
0: I thought that's what we were doing the whole time.
2: No,
1: that's just me and you. Mm-hmm. Whose dick is this? <laughs> so, you know, let's throw out the lights and play whose dick is this. <laughs> I said that
3: uh, one, one of the things I hated was the ending of this movie. I just think it was, I don't hate it. It just. I feel like it was a buildup for nothing. And which is like the case with a lot of movies, I think, anymore. I don't know if it's something to do with if they film movies in chronological order and they're just running out of time. So they have to hurry the ending and change the ending or whatnot. But I just feel like there could have been more to it. You know, I know it's real life with him and Catherine's character. I forget her name, uh, Amelia. But like, I felt like there could have been more with them. My other thing is, and I don't have like a specific person in mind really, but I think Catherine Zeta Jones. Was a poor choice for this character. I think that there could have been somebody else better. Uh, spitballing off the top of my head, you know, I think maybe like Winona Ryder could have been a better not in character
2: two, for not this. In 2004. No, no
0: I, I think she was, she ne- she was shoplifting at that time. Person. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> she
1: plays the gorgeous person that you could also kind of hate though, because she's
2: foreign. foreign.
1: Well, because no, whore. I hate the character. <laughs> because she's not really. They don't
2: a whore. like to be called.
3: I just don't think that so. she played played the part very well. I think that she could have done better. Again, I don't know specifically who would have been better for it, but I think that I don't know at the time in 2004 if Catherine Zeta Jones was super popular on the up. Then she was. She uh, came uh, off of Zorro. I think and, that that's probably why dead. she was
1: cast because she
3: was on the uppity up at that point and. Um, well,
1: I heard that Tom Hanks also wanted to work with her. Yeah. And this was the only opportunity they had at the time, and then he regretted it. No, I don't know if he regretted it or <laughs> that, not, but, but I mean, definitely that, people I've regretted working with. That would be my change is uh, somebody else cast for Amelia. I wouldn't change a lot about this film. Um, I would. I feel it's a little unnecessary. So at the end, when Amelia gives him that, the one-day pass or whatever, but he has to have it signed by Dixon, and Dixon refuses to sign it, and then he threatens to deport everyone and fire everyone for what they're doing. I feel like that just was super unnecessary because 20 minutes later he lets him walk out the door and he's like, ah oh, no, we got planes coming, let him go or whatever. I'm like, yeah, the the moment of your redemption could have been, yeah, I'm gonna sign this. You know what I mean? Like there I don't I just there was no need for him to go and be a dick because the whole movie he was not wrong right. until stuff like that. Right. right. You know and i was like i just felt it was too much only to redeem him 20 minutes later you know in real time like it was like two minutes later in the movie but yeah that was the opportunity for the redemption for me he could have just been like you know what after all we've been through enjoy new york yeah yeah you know so also with like what jeremy was saying
0: more blood they should have crushed gupta
2: <laughs> yeah uh,
1: gupta uh,
0: should have been ran over ooh. by that plane
1: i'm going home planes don't stop
0: like
2: that you have, have
0: an like appointment
2: with uh, the devil <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh stanley tucci frank never got his comeuppance no at all not at all like he got yeah. promoted
1: he got a, he yeah, got
2: a stern got looking everything he got a stern look. yeah and all he had to do was like grab a dude you jam his face into a printer in front of Hand. all his and superiors. Even right
1: after that, the the main his main boss guy was like, sometimes you have to ignore the rules. There's certain times where you can ignore the rules. So then, when Victor comes into the office to get that sign, that should have been where it was. That like, was that his moment been the to like, yeah, have exactly. his heart,
2: yeah. But yeah, he never got his comeuppance mm-hmm. from being a dick the majority of the movie. I like the Catherine Zeta-Jones heel turn, but I think she should have not came back. Kerr just leaving with the dude. I think it should have ended there. Her coming back. Oh, yeah. When
1: he's like, getting in the taxi yeah. at the end? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that oh, was okay. too, like, Agree.
2: her coming back and then having that face as him going to get the signature. I think it was unneeded.
1: You could have easily have done that as she's walking away with that guy. You right. You then look across the terminal at each other and had the same effect that yeah. it did at the they end. They dragged it right. out there. Yeah.
2: And other than that, like, this movie is top billed as a comedy. I think it had way more of the drama and romance than the comedy aspect. If you're going to top bill it as a comedy, I think you need to add a little bit more comedy elements. Now, the comedy that was in it was pretty good and pretty funny. Yeah. But I think it was few and far between. Like, I think it was so based on, hey, look, Tom Hanks has a funny accent. Like, I think that's more insulting than humorous.
0: Yeah, I feel like it should have, at, at the beginning, it shouldn't have been so comedic. Right. Um, they should have addressed a little bit more of like the severity of his because he he doesn't know yet he's trying to like understand what dixon and henley are pretty much telling him right and he's just like yeah 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 yeah. yes yes yes
2: like i think that insults the audience like i think there's a a demographic of people who enjoy that but i think those people aren't gonna like this movie like i think this type of movie is going to the elements of this movie it's gonna go over their heads right
0: but I think when he finally found out what happened with his country, it crushed him. But I think if he was like more of a confused, confuzzled little state before time, like it would have just dropped him. I think that would have caught the uh, the audience a little right. bit faster.
2: I but think – oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, but his hopefulness, his happiness about being in the United States, that's very charming. Yeah. That's that's one of his redeeming factors. But I could have used a little bit more giggles. Do you think he would come off as
1: charming if it was played by anyone else other than Tom Hanks? Absolutely not. I agree. I feel like that was the perfect it casting for this character. Absolutely, yeah. If, if Seth,
3: Danny DeVito, Rogan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogan. yes, yeah, Seth Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> My country oh, yeah. is uh, <laughs> at war. <laughs> Well, fuck. <laughs> Do you want to fuck or what? <laughs> That's like worst set the record accent ever. But
3: I was gonna say I, I haven't seen it, but how they have the Snyder cut of the Justice League, <laughs> the, and it, it's the like cut of- I feel like with this movie, you could easily take. I think there is enough footage there and enough probably footage they cut to where they could cut the comedy out of it with different music scoring to it. I think they could easily make this. Yeah. I I feel like that's going to start happening now with movies is you're going to get a different cut of it from somebody else. And I kind of like that idea. And I think this is one of those movies where they could do that easily. And I think it might honestly make it a better movie. Speaking of the
1: score, did you guys like the score? John Williams? It was
3: 100%. Williams, 100%. I heard so great. Catch Me If You Can the whole time. I
1: heard <laughs> a little bit of Catch Me If You Can mixed with like Home Alone. I was going to say yeah. Home Alone, yeah. There's a lot of clarinet in it, which actually the girl who did the clarinet, usually when you do solo stuff like that, you don't get credits in the end credits. But Spielberg was like, put her name in there. Yeah, she not? did amazing,
2: yeah. A lot of the awards that this movie won were for the score. It won International Film Music Critics Award this the is the score. only of
1: the five movies they've done together that didn't get an academy award nomination. Yeah, like really? it, it yeah. didn't
2: win anything major. No. The Golden Spirit Award for Which Best Comedy is funny it's like one of my favorites. <laughs> right. And that's the thing, like it's those hidden gems that are amazing. One of my favorite movies of all time is Gleaming the Cube. Oh yeah. Like uh, biker can, the biker can, movie, Justin? Ted. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it biking? Yeah. No, it's skateboarding. Skateboarding. Sorry, it's like you can tell. You can say that movie to a hundred people, and you might get three people who know what the fuck you're talking about. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking. You have, about. Yeah, three, yeah, you three. have three of us here. <laughs> it's None a skateboarding movie starring Christian Slater. Oh, how's he doing? If he's alive, if he's still alive, not good. (laughs) I had been
1: tasteful this whole time, (laughs) or had I? Yeah, I love the score. John Williams doesn't really make bad scores at all. He and Hans Zimmer just can't do no wrong in my eyes. All right,
3: so do you have anything else, John? You want to close out with this movie?
1: not really. Um, I do like how when they asked him how much he was making as a contractor or whatever, he's like 19 bucks an hour. I like how that was like a lot in 2004. Oh my God. Like, like a guy like who's that's managing what, the that's entire what like airport Donald's doesn't make yeah, yeah, want for minimum wage yeah. now. Which you shouldn't get, but we're not getting political. <laughs>
3: get political on our next podcast when we have you on.
1: <laughs> I would have, uh, one more change. I probably would have added, because um, it's just under two hours, but I probably would have added... 10 minutes just to kind of give a little more victor backstory because you got don't really know what he does what kind of family he's had or anything what honestly what his relationship is with his father you, you don't, don't really
0: know that i think it comes from a culture where the son is supposed to honor the father and that's what he's trying to do is right benny gulson uh, correct the promise that he made
2: well you don't know his, so his dad used to beat him to that music so his dad could still be alive.
1: Beatings right. are good in Krakosha He's like, I'm Great, going me- to get the beat when I get home if I don't
2: get the signature. Fucking mm-hmm. asshole! Fucking, fucking, fucking asshole! If I don't come home, <laughs> eat shit, eat shit, <laughs> <beer laughs> What huh? was your dick thing?
3: That you said dick in the bathroom. What was it? It's, and is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to, to get. To.
1: Dick down in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come, eat shit, eat shit. Oh my do. gosh! I do well, like when Diego's like eat shit uh, <laughs> just the way he says cheats. it makes me die every cheats, time cheats. that's like when he throws the rolls down like those two seats, just every time.
0: Yeah. Hey, he hasn't done anything I think he's only done other than like Star Trek Star Wars, Star Wars. sorry yeah. sorry did I say sorry sorry Fucking Oh, wow. sorry yeah, what yeah. the fuck but he's only done like TV rolls since then nope. yeah. no no he my was, friend in, Jeff oh, he, was
2: he was in uh, Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Night that's not a movie yes that it is, is that shouldn't have that been made, movie that makes my that that it, it, it she, dot, doesn't dot. Li- she doesn't. She <laughs> doesn't listen to this podcast. What is this, Mars Attack? <laughs> that, that-, that movie gets my oh. wife's panties wet. Is Mars
0: up. Attacks has the most cuss words in it? It's dirty Dancing. Back, back, two. Back, 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 back. <laughs> wow.
2: that's <a> yeah. good- <laughs> she- <laughs> That's he was in Milk. Diego Lu- Diego Luna is her one through five on her celebrity. She's allowed to fuck. Is he laminated? Wow. all right.
3: <laughs> Why is she with you then? <laughs> All right. Anyways, it's, all, it's John, all about that dick, John. We appreciate you coming on. We had fun. Uh, we'll definitely have you back here. This was a chore again. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, to yeah, you know?
1: come all the way to Iowa. I'll, I'll come it. up with a, a funner movie next time. It
3: was fun. Here's
0: a little something for you guys. For you guys who do not know who John Marshall Art is, he Our, is, is he is a he does like this trivia page. John Marshall mm-hmm. Media Madness. Sure, search it on Facebook. We'll leave a link in the description below. Um,
3: a lot of people really like that it's it's a
0: uh, yeah it's
1: it took off a lot it, better yeah. than i thought yeah. it would i get annoyed
3: with it because
0: people Dude, people i mean
1: there is oh, yeah. so there's some i think they,
0: they don't understand that the they have to make it on the spot type of thing like most of the things i think they vote for everything i don't vote for anything i don't watch so it's right like, hey yeah. so things are going to change and i love the the fact of that but media madness mm-hmm. trivia Marshall 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 media
3: Medium madness on Facebook, and Boom. our next episode 005 of the BPT movie review, we're going to be doing my movie pick, which is going to be the two thousand six movie uh, Alpha Dogs. Justin Timberlake, Emil Hirsch. Hirsch, can't wait. Bruce Willis, bunch. Of, it's all star cast. It's going to be a fun review. Uh, again, John, thank you for being out here. Thanks for having us, uh, Lonnie, and Justin. We're going to be doing this again next week, so we'll see you then. And for everybody else, be kind to one another and watch movies. <laughs>
1: just your podcast.
0: Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening and good night.
1: This concludes our
0: broadcast day. Click